Hello once again, everyone. Today is Yod 10, 9, 6 Yod, also known as April the 29th, 2020. This morning, as I was engaging in my throne rooms, and I'm so glad to be able to say that. Uh, I mean, we, we need to think about that. We have thro- a throne room that has four expressions at least. And as I was engaging the expressions, the progressive throne rooms, got into the fourth dimension throne room, and I'm engaging. And Yahweh said, I want to show you how to fold some time again concerning how to take, you know, the voices that will try to distort your you know, emotions and and try to gain your thought. Because I dealt with, you know, the the one of the throne rooms, the, the uh, third one has to do with the mind, the mind of Christ, the Messiah mind. And that's been able to focus, been able to, uh, be in one accord of what Yahweh wants you to think and do. So, so I want you to think on these things. You, you know the scripture. Think on these things, those things that are just just and pure and right. And as I did today, I began just to enjoy it more and more, and, and I began to look more into other things, began to write to try to finish this book here. I'm looking forward to seeing the finish. My, uh, it's the big reveal, part two, close to finish. I think we'll, I'll have it ready by our 30th anniversary that's another thing too. I just it's hard to believe thirty years, and I was remembering back today, and I was um, decided to watch uh, the Glenn Miller story with uh, Jimmy Stewart as the actor, and just moved because I I, I watched it I don't know how many times, and because he's looking for a sound, and I was looking for the sound for so long, and know that I found it, and I'm committed to it still. I want to read a story. As I was digging in some of this, though, and finishing up Revelation 17, 18 of the interpretation, the way Yahweh wants me to see it from the fourth dimension throne room, I uh, looked at some things of you know different about the beast nature of man and all stuff that goes on, and was brought to um, Daniel chapter four, and I read it. I encourage you to read it, Daniel uh, chapter four through six out of the New Living Translation. I'll be honest with you, it is hilarious. And if you're on the right side, it is. But, um, you know, the great and terrible. So um, I, I, I want to read a little bit here. Hope I don't go past my time here. But it says in, in Daniel 6, it says, Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces. And he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the, the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find anything to criticize him or condemn him. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. So So they concluded... Our only uh, chance of finding grounds for, for accusing Daniel will be in connection uh, with the rules of, of his religion. Uh, so the administrators and high officers went to the king and said, Long live King Darius. We are all in agreement. We administrators, officials, high officers, advisors, and governors. I said, I wasn't true for all, not all. And that the king should make a law that will be strictly enforced Give orders for that the next 30 days. Any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, will be thrown into the den of lions. And now 
your majesty issue the, and sign this law and, and it cannot be changed. An official law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. So King Darius signed the law. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asking for God's help. So they went straight to the king and reminded him about this, about his law. Did you not sign a law that for the next 30 days, any person who prays to anyone, divine or human, except to you, your majesty, you, uh, will, you will throw them into the lion, into the den of lions? Yes, the king replied that the decision stands. It is official, uh, law of the Medes and Persians that cannot be revoked. Then they told him, and then they told the king, that man, Daniel, one of the captives from Judah, is ignoring you and your law. He still prays to his God three times a day. Hearing this, the king was deeply troubled. He tried to think of a way to save Daniel. He spent the rest of the day looking for a way to get Daniel out of this predicament. In the evening, the men went together to the king and said, Your majesty, you know that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no law that the king signs can be changed. So at the last, at, at last, the king gave orders for Daniel to be arrested and thrown into the den of lions. The king said to him, May your God, whom you serve so faithfully, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. The king sealed the stone with his own royal seal and the seals of his nobles, so that no one could rescue Daniel. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting. He refused his usual entertainment and couldn't sleep at all that night. Very early in the morning, the king got up and hurried out of the out to the lion's den. When he got there, he called out in anguish, Daniel, servant of the living God, was your God whom you serve so faithfully able to rescue Rescue you from the lions. Daniel answered, Long live the king. <laughs> My God sent his angels to shut the lions' mouths so that they would not hurt me. For I have been found innocent in his sight and I have not wronged you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed and ordered that Daniel be lifted from the den. Not a scratch was found on him for he had trusted in his God. Then the king gave orders to arrest the men who had maliciously accused Daniel. He had them thrown into the lion's den along with their wives and children. The lions leaped on them and tore them apart before they even hit the floor of the den. Then King Darius sent this message to all the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. I decree that everyone throughout my kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God, and he will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed, and his rule will never end. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the powers of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. I had not read that in some time, and I was moved by it. I love how the New, the New Living Translation puts it. <laughs> and I just love what it just said. You know, well, how Daniel answered, long live the king. Now, we know there is one king, but what he was doing, he's given honor that day. 
But there is one king, and long he, he lives forever. He is of Kaolam. He lives within us. He's seated within us. I want us to be reminded of that no matter what happens. I tell you, I have a dream that's been put in me, a sound that's been put in me that I'm more convinced than ever. Just as I was listening years ago to John, to um, uh, the, the movie there with Glenn Miller, not John Miller, Glenn Miller, and how that he heard his sound. I've, I've heard my sound. I'm convinced of it. I, I heard this also the sound of come up here. And I'm so grateful to be able to come up here and be seated in my throne room, to go into the fourth dimension throne room and to see the paths that Yahweh wants us to see. It's by invitation, but it's also people get to thinking they can just go on their own. But no, uh, being a call, few are chosen, but I believe there's a way to be chosen. And some people, th- some people think they're chosen, but the evidence will, will, will show. And I, I believe that God is a God of mercy. He's had mercy on me. I know he's had mercy on all of us, hasn't he? Just remember that, and he loves us so much. He rescues and saves his people. He performs miracles and signs and wonders. Make sure, let's make sure that our language aligns with him. Let's make sure that what we're doing aligns with his heart, what he wants to do, no matter what it is. I believe as we do that, and we know that we're able to stand by whatever he says to do, that he is, he is, he's, he's, he's happy with us. He's, he's joyful about us. He's well pleased with us, as he said over Yeshua. Really, when Yeshua had not even done a thing, he already knew a scroll and he, and what all he had done. I believe he rejoices over us. I believe my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I, I believe if you're listening to me, you believe it too. Let's be thankful concerning these things. Let's realize that the king, long live the king, as in forever. <laughs> Blessings over your day. Peace and shalom.